Hey everyone, welcome back to the Comic-Con Podcast. It's your boy Manimal. We're here for episode 25. Like always, I'm here with my boy Justin, aka Nemesis Prime. What's up, Justin? Yo, what's up, Zach? Episode 25. We hit a quarter of a century. Really excited about this show. And thanks to everybody supporting Comic-Con Podcast, whether it's on Spotify, Anchor FM, Google Podcasts, or Apple iTunes. We got a really special guest with us on our 25th episode. So, uh, Zach, who do we got this week? Yeah, man, we got someone from the community that's uh, we've known for you know years throughout the community, reposts our stuff, you know, follows us we follow him great guy in the community we've got josh ramirez aka j2 ramirez you can find him on instagram you can also find him on youtube from the low grades what's up josh uh yo yo fucking congrats on 25 episodes man i love it <laughs> I appreciate it, it man it badass. so i just found out also off camera which we had to stop conversations like we always do but uh josh is a fellow texan which is not always nice down here <laughs> and finally i feel like there's only like five of us maybe down in texas yeah. that are in like the community everyone else are these assholes on the east coast or the west coast <laughs> with all the shops and all the books and it sucks man how is it in austin um <clears throat> austin is beautiful austin is fun but austin is changing and, and you're absolutely right uh i do feel like there are certain lone rangers from texas that are in the community a lot of them are from east or west or way up north um but austin is different but it yeah. is home so what's the comic book community like in austin like you guys a lot of shops how how is it down there um it's it's good it's not as big as i'd say it can be but it's great. We do have a few awesome shops, homegrown shops. Mm -hmm. um, Bat City Comics is is my go-to with my pools. I'm very good friends with the owners there. They're a nonprofit. So what they do is um, 100% of the proceeds go pretty much back into the community and help develop programs and reading apps uh, awesome. for, for kids. Awesome. They also hand out tuition, uh, many a tuitions for kids that are graduating from high school in the literature, arts, or even art in general to go to college. And they pay for that. Um, so I have no problem spending my hard-earned money in there because I know it's actually going back to something fucking positive, and that's super cool to me. That's cool, man. So I have to ask, as I, as I was watching you talk right now, so you're in Austin, but you've got a lot of Chicago memorabilia behind you. What's the deal uh, with that, dude? Uh, born in 87, grew up in the 90s, so I got okay. to watch you were the greatest Jordan era. Fan. Past, yeah, <laughs> big Jordan bad, big Jordan fan, big Bulls fan. Like gotcha. the whole squad yeah. in general, you know what I mean? Um, it was the perfect time. I'm uh, a Bulls fan and a Cowboys fan. And during that time, they were winning all the championships. So it's kind of just stuck with me there. Nice. Okay. Cool, man. Well, it's good to have you on here. Um, obviously, this is the community section. We, this is when we always like to have people from the community. Last week, we had an independent publisher on here. But, you know, it's always good to have, like, the guys that we chat with and that are in the community. And plus – we like to talk about drama. So I've heard, Oh boy, you got a little drama going on. It's been a while since we've gotten into any drama. So, you know, I'm uh, kind of excited about this. I guess you could say I had some drama. Okay. Um, it's, it's not anything current. I've kind of done my best to, well, I'm blocked. So <laughs> at that same time, I'm also, I don't go looking for the drama, but sometimes drama just happens to land on my doorstep and I'll answer same the here. door. You know yeah, what I mean? Right um so yeah pretty much i was involved with some stuff i used to be on a uh an older channel mm -hmm. that everyone may or may not be familiar with the now dream of august media 
which it used to be Dream of August Comics. And uh, I got the boot because I, I'm not anyone's yes man. So pretty Sounds much got the boot for speaking up. Well, you were definitely in perfect company because you're also talking to two people who got <laughs> boots or left groups as well, you know, so um, and, we and definitely we, understand I, that. I know a little bit about it. You know what I mean? I don't know the extents, uh, the extensive details involved with what happened on mm -hmm. your guys's end, but I, I am familiar with it. And uh, I guess this is the Comic-Con boot podcast. Like this <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Three, three of a kind right now. This is a uh, really good. So, you know, we're, if anybody's listening, of course, uh, we're talking about Johnny Rosado, who was your partner in crime, similar Ooh. to how, uh, I'm just kidding. Oh, um, I think Johnny Rosado is his name. Yeah. <laughs> Not familiar. Uh, so yeah, he's uh, and it's really funny. He's somebody in the community who I do know about. Same thing with his Dream of August Meteor, Dream of August Comics, and it's very interesting. Is he was someone who I was following, and he was following me, and then randomly he actually blocked me. I have no idea why. Because there, and I didn't know because he started having my old crew, uh, three men in a basement, on his channel, and I didn't know that they were on it until someone in a group chat sent me uh, my boy Dave in a cave that he was on there, like his origin story, and I couldn't find it anywhere on Instagram. And then I went on the Comic Con podcast Instagram account, and he even blocked the Instagram account for our podcast. So it's like, oh, wow. what did we do to Johnny? Like, so what? I'm creeping on Instagram right now, and. The name's familiar, Johnny Rosado, but I don't I don't know who that is really. Like, I mean, maybe if all them I have definitely been blocked from Dream of August Media. It's not here, not showing up. I don't even know who this is. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it's, it's uh there's some stuff that went down. So, you know, I yeah. guess let's kind of get, you know, how long were you on the channel and then kind of what went down with it? And even you were telling me some stuff more recently that went on with with him too. Right. I was on the channel for a month maybe two months uh, given the fact that i also only knew johnny rosado for about two weeks before mm -hmm. i got on the channel um i had hopped on before i even got involved with youtube i had jumped on uh, the brother sparks channel he does his focs on sundays and um he dropped the link and i was like i'm not doing anything else i'm just sitting here bagging and boarding uh let me just hop on why not right and uh i was approached by mr rosado who said, hey, I think you'd be awesome as a co-host. Like, let's talk. I was debating join, joining YouTube at that time. So, of course, I reached out to him. We spoke. It all seems fun at the very beginning. It all seems mm -hmm. cool. Uh, where my mistake was, I wish I would have taken the time to get to know him a bit more. And I didn't do that. I, I fed off the excitement of like, you know what? Yeah, let's start a channel. I'm down. I've been contemplating YouTube. Uh, so we made it happen. Mm -hmm. Now I can say anyone who's in my position, I didn't fully have all the equipment. So when you have someone say, Hey, don't, don't worry. I'm going to buy your mic. I'm going to buy your camera. Ooh. Okay. Wow. I yeah. didn't ask you to never asked you to didn't ask you for any favors. Cool. Hey, as a sign on bonus, here's a Tuma Dracula 12 CGC 8.5. Cool. All right. Never asked for it. Never. This already sounds better than my experience. <laughs> yeah, like never I asked never received for any it. free shit. <laughs> it, wait, oh, no exclusive variants? Yeah. No, I'm just nope. kidding. <laughs> but um, 
so I hopped on the channel and uh, he was asking me for ideas in which I formed the writer's block and the artist spotlight, which he still uses on his channel, which was cool. Our first like major interview, I guess, was with um, Sean Phillips from That Texas Blood, the artist from That Texas Blood. Sean, did I say Sean Phillips? Jacob Phillips. Sorry, that's his father, Sean Phillips. Okay. So things were going smooth and... Um, he would apologize to me like, you know, hey, I'm sorry. I'm I'm making all the thumbnails. I'm just really excited. I'm having a lot of fun. I'm like, all right, that's cool. But the following day would come back to me. Well, hey, why aren't you doing more for the channel? I'm like, dude, you just apologize for me for moving too fast and doing everything. So <laughs> if you're fine with doing it all, have at it. It's your channel. Right. Um. He was wondering how I was booking artists and, and publishers and things of that nature. And I was like, well, just reaching out to them on Instagram. He goes, well, what are you saying? I was like, well, what's up? I'm J2. I really dig your work. Um, I'm part of this channel if you want to be featured on it. I speak <clears> like, English, a normal, like a normal human. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And uh, he's like, no, that's not going to work. I'm like, well, I don't, I don't understand. I've already got us i got us roman perez i got us jacob phillips you know i don't what's not working he goes here use this and he copies and pastes and sends me a message that says hello good afternoon i am joshua ramirez a representative of dream of august comics and we'd be more than ecstatic to have a feature of you on our and i'm like all right bro no that's not how i fucking talk dude i'm not gonna do this like i i, I love this already yeah, like, I, I can't do that. That That's not who I am. And those, like, I've been on Instagram for a while. And a lot of folks know that oh, that's yeah. not fucking J2. That's not how he talks. If I want to get on Instagram and say, fuck you, or use the word ain't, that's what I'm going to do. Like, that's just who I am. And um, he really wasn't too thrilled about it. So then we're just recording. And I think he gets caught up in the excitement of recording. Because he was locking us in at like two or three videos a day, four days out of the week. Sounds familiar from another person. And yeah. I'm like, dude, I can't like, I work a full-time job. I'm a single father. Like, you know what I mean? I, I have things I got to do. And um, he was worried about content. So, okay, let me take it back. I must have been on the channel for two to three months. And he was worried about me missing videos because I was like, I can't make them all. Uh-huh. And he goes, well, that's fine. I mean, we already have two months of pre-recorded content anyway. So what the hell are you worried about? Like not putting, we have two months pre-recorded and you're jumping on my case because I missed a video, mind you, over Easter weekend. Like that's the biggest, what, one of the biggest family holidays yeah. ever, like next to Christmas and all that other stuff. And my daughter, my family, all of that is way more important than any YouTube or any oh, Instagram or any of that. You know, this is so, just for fun. It's a hobby. Right. Yeah. <clears throat> Our biggest issue was when uh, I came up with a, or he had approached me through Instagram message and he said, uh, Hey, did you notice our views are down? I was like, No, I don't pay attention to that shit. I'm not in this for the views. I'm just having fun. Because, <laughs> yeah, our, our viewership has gone down. Why do you think that is? I was like, well, maybe we're just dropping too much content and people are playing catch up to go back. Mm -hmm. They haven't finished watching the first video when we already have five videos out. I mean, I kind of described it to him like the music game. A rapper drops a mixtape 
and he lets that CD or that album or mixtape resonate with its fans for a while and they listen to it mm-hmm. and then they drop other stuff, you know? Mm-hmm. And uh, he's like, I, uh, what did he say? Where's the evidence to support the thesis that you've claimed? And I'm like, dude, this ain't the courtroom. This isn't legal talk. Like, talk to me like fucking regular. Yeah. And he goes, well, I don't understand how you created such a hypothesis. <laughs> I'm like, dude, what? What the fuck are you saying? Like, no hypothesis, no nothing. I'm just giving you an example of maybe why I think viewership went down. So he said, uh, we're going to announce it to our fans on Instagram, and we're going to find out if you're right or you're wrong. It's like, dude, I'm not trying to be right or wrong. You asked why I thought right. what, the, what the issue was, and I told you. I'm, I don't care if I'm right or wrong. I'm just giving you my thoughts. And they're not fans. They're our friends. So what if they're the audience or whatever? I mean, mm-hmm. we have communication. We have relationships with these people. They're not yeah, fans yeah. to me. Or, or they may be an audience, but they're my friends, ultimately, you know? And uh, he, I told him it wasn't a good idea. And he followed with, well, I've already made the executive decision for both of us. <laughs> like, dude, nobody makes decisions for me. Like, I'm 33-year-old, man. Nobody's going to fucking speak for me. Nobody's going to tell me what I can and can't do. So he didn't like that. Mm-hmm. I reached out to a good friend of mine whom y'all have had on here before. And I was like, yo, dude, I feel like fucking Tupac, like Tupac stuck on death row, bro. Like I'm forced <laughs> to be here and I don't want to <laughs> be here, but I kind of have to be here at the moment. Uh-huh. Um, I told Johnny I'm pissed off in a message. I said, look, dude, I'm mad. Excuse me, fellas. I'm mad and we'll talk about this. Monday. This was a mm-hmm. Thursday. He hit me up Friday. Said, uh, "Hey, check out these lyrics to a song. Uh, I think I'm gonna make a, a a track with one of my good friends." I was like, "Yeah, that's cool. Do you?" Real short, sweet, and simple. He goes, "All right. I look forward to talking to you on Monday, man. We can clear the air. Mm-hmm. Thumbs up. Cool, bro. I'm down." I hit him on Monday. Yeah, what's up, man? Yeah, you're done. You're off the channel. And I was like, oh, "Where's the conversation?" It, I tried to talk to you. You don't know how to talk like a man. And I was like, dude, I went against your grain and you didn't like that. I didn't do everything you wanted me to do and it pissed you off. So how about you let your balls drop and let's fucking talk and air this out or there's nothing else to say. And he's like, look at you. You're insulting me. How fuck? How dare you do such a preposterous thing and blah, blah, blah. We need to keep it professional. So here, post this on your Instagram. And he sends me another copy and paste. <laughs> My name is J2. I would like to formally announce that I'm departing from the channel. Blah, what blah, blah. Wow. Blah, blah. And I'm like, fuck. Where's that. the contract, man? Yeah. And uh, no, yeah, he told me I was fired. And I was Did like, you ever get paid? No. How do you fire someone without getting paid? How do you fire someone without even applying? <laughs> yeah, very true. <laughs> like you hit me up. Yeah. yeah. So how long chilling. ago was this? Um, it was a couple months ago, then. So wow. I would make little subliminal like shots on the low grades. I was like, "Yeah, man, that shit's DOA, dead on arrival." Mm-hmm. You know, and certain folks knew what I was talking about. Mm. Um, the thing wow. that pushed me over the edge, where I was like, "All right, fuck that," was um, I. I'm not aggressive, but I also don't shy away from shit. Right, like right. I'm willing to speak. Well, I got hit up by a homie and they sent me a screenshot. They were like, yo, this is what Johnny said. Like, this is what he just posted. A 
apparently he made a claim saying someone from within the community reached out to a member of his family and started threatening them and that he would take precautionary actions to see that it doesn't happen again and my family's off limits. Mind you, what Johnny didn't know, the night before, I was on a live stream. Mm -hmm. So I had more than a few folks. We were backstage. We just got done with the live stream. I checked my Instagram and I had got a friend request from a woman whom I don't know, no mutual mm -hmm. friends. And in the comic community, everybody kind of knows everyone. You're, you know, right. everyone has that circle, yeah. that group. And uh, how we are here with the backstage, I showed my phone to more than a few folks that everyone here on this screen knows as well. I said, hey, do y'all know who this is? She just sent me a friend request. Mm -hmm. Everybody said no. I was like, okay, that's strange. Oh. I started doing my little detective comics research and I go to his YouTube channel and I see that same lady commenting on his videos. Mm -hmm. I'm proud of the success you've done. Keep it going. Whoop de -whoop -wah. And I immediately block her. So I had five people backstage who saw me block her when I said, yo, this is such and such. Right. And everyone was like, oh, dude, fuck that. She's spying on you, whatever. Or it's All a burner account. Or yeah, yeah, very true. Mm -hmm. So the very next morning, I woke up with a message and a screenshot that allegedly I was threatening his family. I don't have anything to gain by doing that. Right. And I kept trying to reach out to Johnny to talk to him, but he blocked me. So he yeah. took this tail and ran. So there's so know. much of the story that resonates with me. <laughs> like I know, so many fine. levels, man. <laughs> On so many levels. This is like it's like a microcosm of this is a what Texas thing. Well. Like usually it's an East coast person on here. And I know a lot of things that are, this feels like a Texas thing. Oh man, maybe. It, I don't know. Is he might, Texas? He's in Texas. Yeah. Ooh. And I, yeah, he's in Texas and I've made comments on other streams. Like, yes, Texas is a big state, but a lot of folks from Texas go to the same cons and it'd probably be best to stay out of my fucking lane. If we run into each other at a con, <laughs> because there will be no discussion. It'll be some baby powder and an open hand. You know what I mean? Um, Have you guys ever met in person or is it all? No, like this we've never thing? met in person. Yeah, okay. simply like this. We've never gotcha. met. I hope we don't meet. Um, uh -huh. I'm trying to be professional, I guess. Uh, yeah, who cares? <laughs> I mean, it's that's what people but, say. You know, like be professional, but professional – it means you're getting paid that you're part of a profession. This isn't a profession. This is right. a hobby. You're not receiving any money. Like you said, how, how do you get fired from something that you did not apply for that you didn't receive any compensation for? And then you're expected or they want you to be professional and keep it all on the low because it matters to them. But what I, the thing I, is, is like, why does it matter? Why should it matter to me? It doesn't matter to me. You treated me like shit. So, yeah, I get that. And, back to your whole like why keep it professional and and i feel that because johnny was very like well let's keep it professional but yet you're like making up blatant lies that i threatened your right. family and that same day coincidentally i was unblocked on instagram so i messaged him and i said dude sell your fucking wolf tickets to someone else you know damn well nobody fucking threatened your family dude everybody in this community already knows about you mm -hmm. take that shit somewhere else dude never responded and there That's was crazy. people commenting on him saying well hey show us the messages let's see it show the proof right. 
And he would turn around and tell them, oh, well, he's blocked me. I can't. I've tried to reach out to him. Not once did he ever fucking try to reach out to me, dude. Not once. I don't block anyone, man. Any pussy who blocks me. Yeah, yeah why? You know, you're, like, if you're blocking someone, it's because you probably did something wrong. The only time I feel like you can block someone is if like someone is just like harassing you, right? And it's right, just like yeah. some troll. You know what I mean? Like, or okay, I'm blocking account. a troll. Yeah, exactly. That's crazy, oh man. Wow. So was- kind of the you brought up a really good top two really good topics and this is something that is actually perfect for our listeners is uh people to know people in in the comic book podcasting whether you're beginning a channel or you want to join on a channel you know definitely get to know the person like zach and mm-hmm. i we didn't know each other like i knew his previous channel and he knew my previous channel we never talked at all you know we were on lord some long box together for a year obviously you know we were both off of our other channels and him and I just had a great connection. You know, we always mm-hmm. went back and forth, like talking, you know, we, we liked what we read. It was always a real good connection on Lords. We had, you know, other conversations just about life in general and, you know, how this came about, you know, about was, this was like a two month process, you know, mm-hmm. between me and Zach. And that's really what it is. If anybody's out there listening is get to know the person. If you really want to partner up with someone, you know, like I get it. Like 100%. you were with him for like two weeks or not even a month. And it's just like, Hey, you want to jump on board? That's crazy because you want to make sure that you're both in it to have fun and that you both have an understanding of like what's going on. And even outside of it, like your personal lives, like you have to have your own personal life and you want to have fun with this. And it has to be a mute. It has to be mutual across the board. Oh, definitely. He was very like, oh, hey, don't say that. Oh, don't say this. And I'm like, dude, what the fuck? What's wrong with saying fuck you? Like, <laughs> I mean, that it is what it is. There was like, that's. If you guys had like two hours to spare on this episode, trust me, you'd get the whole fucking story. Oh, <laughs> like that's not even you know. I found I found out so much shit after I left. Apparently, I wasn't the first person he approached mm-hmm. to be a co-host. Apparently, he was hitting everyone up before he got to me. Folks that are already established with different channels that we're very familiar with, and so kind um, of going through the. Like the list, basically. Going through the list. Yeah. Um, it, it's kind of funny and coincidental that the day I get blocked, the very next day, he already had a brand new logo set for himself. So then my friend was like, yo, do you think he kind of used your Instagram and in, mm-hmm. in who you are to kind of put him in that position? I was like, fuck, I mean, I wouldn't doubt it. Maybe. I, I really don't know because I don't know the guy, you know? But once folks found out we split, more than a handful of people were like, dude, I gave that shit a 20% chance of working out. And Man. more than a handful of people were like, we only watched because of you. And I mean, that's understandable. Yeah. yeah. I'm I'm cruising through looking at like the thumbnails for his pictures. And now I definitely see why I'm, I'm blocked. <laughs> Apparently, there is a how to <laughs> succeed on YouTube video with Gem uh, Mint on there. And he must have learned from that. It's the, the strategy of find a co-host, use co-host, and grow your channel with co-host, and then piss off co-host. And, and my, for me, I left. I didn't get kicked off. I was like, yo, right. I'm done with this shit. And I left. And then pretend co-host didn't exist. That's the, <laughs> the, the gem mint uh, strategy. Oh, dude, he's so. taken all my videos down other than two. Oh, yeah. 
Oh, yeah. uh, just with the uh, the Roman Perez interview and the Jacob Phillips interview, my origin story is gone and and all things of that mm-hmm. nature. But if you go back and look, my videos are the only videos with the most views on his whole page. Mm-hmm. And it's not to like toot my own horn or anything. It's yeah. just like, right. A lot no, of folks with yeah. him can tell it's it's an act. All right, guys, here I am, Johnny. Like it's, dude. I just fucking come and be who I am. You know. So, so it was it was funny, like uh, Justin was kind of giving me the rundown a little bit on the drama in here. And, and he was telling me like, oh, yeah, I'm, you know, I'm blocked. Or the Comic-Con podcast is blocked. And I was like, damn, man, like I was pretty like excited to hear some drama. But now I didn't know I was actually a part of it. But blocking me, like blocking the Comic-Con podcast, blocking my personal IG, like, OK, well, now apparently I, I'm part of the war, too. Like I didn't <laughs> even do shit. I didn't even, didn't even know the dude existed. And so it's like. I thought Best. I was blocked okay. by myself. I had no idea you guys were blocked at all. So this is a Comic Con podcast exclusive to me. So <laughs> yeah, well, way to uh, way to create enemies, I guess. Is That's it because of the whole three men in the basement thing? Like, what's I? I have no idea. I had the. I was actually when I found out about him having like the other guys on from three men uh, and my boy Dave, who lives here in New Jersey, I was at my, my local comic shop and the owner I'm friends with, he has Instagram. And I said, Hey, can you just check and see if this account is real? And like, he typed it in and it popped right up and I'm like, okay, so I know the, the account is real. I'm like, why can't I find it on mine? Because then that means you're blocked because it says user not found. And the same thing with the comic con podcast, you know, I switched over on my phone to the other account, couldn't find it. And I'm like, Okay, that's very odd that, you know, someone out there right. is going, you know, out of their way to block somebody. It's not like we had any issues. I, mm-hmm. I, not that I'm aware of. I didn't think I said anything or even had any conversations with him. But the fact that people go out of their way to block other people. And like Zach said, I don't block anybody unless there's it's either spam that people are commenting on or people like maybe threaten somebody something. That's the only way that you're getting blocked. Like if I looked at my blocked list on Instagram, it's probably less than 25 and all of them are like Russian models who are not real. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> like, yeah, exactly. <laughs> I don't think I'd block. I wouldn't block anyone who tried to like troll me because I'd be like, okay, here we go. And this could be kind of fun. Like I, I probably would like comment back and delve into it. But yeah, dude, I don't know. Blocking people is child. You're fucking children, bro. Yeah, it's one of those. It's like. I, as you guys said, I don't block anyone unless it's spam or just trolls or whatever. Although I've never really gone through any oh, yeah, issues with any trolls. Yeah. Um, a lot of it is spam or, or like if I just yeah. genuinely, if I get a request from someone and there, we have no mutual friends, you have no comics on your shit. I'm like, all right, I don't, <laughs> you're blocked. Like, what are you following me yeah. for? But you guys should have seen it. Like once he found out that, um, I don't have history with Jim Mint, but we all come from the Instagram days. Yeah. You know, before mm. YouTube, before all that. Oh, oh my God, you know Jim Mint? Oh shit, dude. You know Jim Mint? I'm like, I mean, I know the name. I've heard of the guy. I don't really like we don't talk on a daily basis. He's done raffles, but do you think you can get him on? Ask oh him. My God. Please ask him. <laughs> and I'm like, dude, I'm not no. Like, I'm not gonna go ask anyone to come on the channel. And there were a few times where Johnny Rosado asked a handful of people to come on part of the origin story. And they told him straight up. No, just mm-hmm. because there's no authenticity in the channel. He's following trends or doing what's hot. Like the right. fluidity between, between you, Manimal and, and nemesis. It's amazing. 
you feel the authenticity. It's organic. It's real. There's no act with you guys. Everything like on the Lords of the Long Box. If you want to give Donny Cates a big fuck you, that's what y'all do because it's real. That's who y'all are. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. The Dream of August Media transpired into a pop culture club and this and that and video games and the next. Like he's just following trends of what's hot. He's not doing what I guess he should be doing or what's real. You know, uh-huh. man. Oh, Jesus, there's so much to say. And it's like I would love to pull back the curtain and just show you. It's like Gem Mint is like the Wizard of Oz. Okay. It's literally <laughs> like the Wizard of Oz. I could pull back the curtain and tell you the truth and tell you everything that you would see behind that curtain and you would be blown away. But oh. it doesn't, it doesn't. I mean, even that, you know, like the you're saying follow the trends. Bro. Jem got into pops and was collecting them like crazy, like right about the time when I left and only talked trash on pops for years, talked trash on pops. And then all of a sudden was picking them up for, you know, the views and whatnot for right. the channel. And I was just like, bro, that's so fake, man. It's so fake. Like you aren't interested in this. You were doing it for the views and then lost interest. The views weren't there. Stop doing it. So mm. I'm like, yeah. I'm not just not about that, dude. I'm not going to pretend to like something for views and that kind of stuff. Yeah, so where's the was... NFT videos? <laughs> the what? NFT videos. Yeah, NFTs, you know. Yeah. <laughs> like the... He God. was trying to have us, like, do interviews. And Johnny, not Jim or nothing. But he was trying to have us do interviews with artists and writers whom we both had never even read the book. But because it's the hot book and we just we have to do it. And I'm like, bro, no, I don't know shit about that book. What do you want me to say? What should I right, ask? Right. Well, yeah. well, do your research how you did it on Jacob Phillips. I'm like, well, that's the thing, dude. I fucking love that Texas blood. Mm. So I can talk that book and I can that's talk about his artwork and, and all of that. I'm I it's hard for me to play pretend. You know wow. what I mean? I, I'm not good at doing that. I'm getting all fired up. This is like, this definitely <laughs> could be a whole hour episode or if not, more, like, I, I mean, just. Oh, dude, it. y'all should. We re- my buddy and I recorded a podcast uh, last night, which was also going to come out Friday, but we didn't want to. Um, this one would be coming out Friday as well. So we didn't want to double dip on the same day. So we dropped ours earlier. And the title of that one is a big fuck you with peace and love. And although we don't necessarily talk about the DOA situation, there are more than a few name drops and there is a lot to do with like just the comic community in general and where it's at and where it's headed. So it was pretty fun. And what's the name of the podcast that people can listen to? Yeah, Uh, that there it's exclusively on SoundCloud, as I like to say, to make us sound fucking cool. Uh, It is the two stone for pop culture podcast. Is it spelled out two or the number two? uh, Number two stone, the number four pop culture podcast it's it's fun it it's new you guys kind of inspired it as well i i i, t- I well, we mentioned you guys a lot when 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 my buddy high on comics and i are are speaking i don't do a lot of drinking i partake in in my medicines my therapeutic medication <laughs> you know what i mean so yeah yeah it's definitely cool, and I'm sure you you know the difference between doing video like on YouTube and, and then doing a podcast like this. Like it's yeah. totally we have a lot more fun. I'm sure, you know, you're when you're reposting our stuff, you we always see you're driving in your car, you're listening to us. And that's what we always loved about the podcasting. Nothing against the people on YouTube. I still jump right. on YouTube channels. We still obviously we do Lords every week. We do the auctions. I jump 100%. on 
you know, Comic Man Andy, Skiff's Comic Knowledge, any of the guys who else want to have me on or, or Zach on, like, it's still fun, but I love the podcast format because I could be anywhere listening to this. Great. Oh, it's perfect, dude. When I'm at, I'm on the road a lot for work, so I have my routes. I, I drive, I deliver pallets, you know what I mean, by the pallet loads of product, mm-hmm. and um, it's great. I look forward to it. It gives me something to listen to, and I, and I enjoy it. I genuinely enjoy it, you know what I mean, yeah. especially when it is informative, and you guys know what y'all are talking about, and it's real. It's not an mm-hmm. act. You know it's what like I mean? Pre-recorded, like it's like I'm talking, and then it's pre-recorded for Zach to talk, and then back to me, <laughs> right, right? Back and forth, like some channels do on their top ten lists. Yeah, I um, I've never, I've honestly never been, and same same thing. Let me preface this by kind of reiterating what Justin said. Like, I love being on YouTube. I love being on like other people's videos and stuff, and it's fun. More the live chats, honestly, and even back in mm-hmm. my prior days on YouTube, the live shows were always my favorite. Um, it's more human interaction. It's more real. Um, but yeah, it's fun to be on there mainly because I get to see, it's almost like, you know, these people like Justin, I met Justin for the first time, what, two months ago after knowing him for years, you know, yeah. So anyway, so I'm going down a tangent here, but like the podcast, I never watch YouTube, dude, never. There's probably like two channels that I really watch. I watch, uh, near mint condition because i like to see what's coming out collected edition stuff and he's great the omni bros um he talks about all the collected edition like omnibuses and stuff so i'll check out his videos see what's dropping but other than that dude like i don't have time to sit there with the screen in front of me and watch that's why i like podcast as well and it's just like at the gym you can listen to it like you said while you're driving whatever you're doing cleaning up your yard you know you listen to it so Man, I'm only able to catch up on cer- certain YouTube channels, I guess, in the form of a podcast. I still go the Bluetooth to my work truck while I'm driving and I put it off to the side and listen to it. But I, I'm with you, Zach. Like, I'm very, it's like Lords of the Lombox, Spine Ticks, Sparks, and Newbie. And like, that's really yeah. about it. Other than when you guys as well do y'all's, you know, annual, not annual, but monthly little live shows and things of that nature. But I don't have the time to like just sit there and all right, let me go to this channel. Let me do this channel. This channel, right. me, you know, fuck, dude, I got a life. I'm reading comics. <laughs> know, <laughs> you know? That's the biggest thing too. It's like, yo, I love comics. I've always loved comics. I love talking right. comics. That's why we do this. That's why I've even got into this whole thing in general was I had found uh, someone I thought was a friend who talked comics like I talked comics. And I was fucking excited about it. But I have a life, man. I'm newly married. I've got a busy job. I still want to go out to the bars and drink with my friends. You know, I want to go on adventures like this. You can't let this shit take over your life, bro. You know what I mean? Not at all. So maybe that's that's why uh, maybe that's why he took a break. Yeah, I don't know. I like I, I don't wish bad upon anyone. So for whatever reason why he took a break, hey, get your shit figured out. I hope all is well. But at the same time, like. Add some authenticity to your shit, dude. Don't don't ride people's coattails just to get fucking recognized. Like, who gives a fuck about views? Who gives a fuck? Well, I gotta, dude. He had a goal for us to have like five thousand subscribers within like three months, and I'm like, no, that's not gonna (laughs) fucking happen, bro. Like, I can promise you that that that's not gonna happen. You better have the inside track somewhere for that to happen. It's just so strange, y'all are blocked, and y'all never really even had those certified like interactions with him nope no dude never i mean 
the name sounds familiar from maybe like uh, the live shows I used to do. Like I, I, when Justin said the name, I was like, okay, I think I know who that is, but I don't follow him on like Instagram. I mean, I'm not as active as I probably should be on Instagram as well. Um, right. Justin probably gets super frustrated with me in terms of my lack of yeah. like promotion and stuff. <laughs> it's just not really, I've never been my strong suit. Um, but yeah, dude, no. I, and then to find out I'm blocked for no reason, except maybe clout. Maybe be like, oh yeah, Jim, I blocked an animal. Can we be yeah. friends now? It you know, could like- be. It very well could be. I mean, he blocked, I mean, now that I know he blocked y'all, but there's a few other folks that, um, not going to name drop or anything, but there are some folks that we all know, including y'all, that are nice and big, not big on the YouTube, but well-known, have a reputation on YouTube that were blocked for just, oh, you're cool with J2? I don't want shit to do with you. Oh, you know what childish. I mean? And then turns around and like go blocks that dude's girlfriend. <laughs> What the fuck did she do? Like, I don't get it, dude. you ain't gonna get five thousand subs that way if you keep yeah, blocking people willy nilly. I don't oh know, God. man. I don't know about him, huh? That's funny. Well, well that's cool, I, man. I've I've really enjoyed this conversation. Yeah, so, it's the first um, time I publicly, well, not publicly, but actually have spoken about it. Yeah, awesome. Yep. Well, I'm glad you could drop it on here, and you know, you you listen to the podcast, so this obviously yeah. will be up on Friday. Uh, you know, before we let you go, why don't you let everybody know out there who is listening to us on all the different platforms where they can find you on every social media, and uh, we'll take it from there. Well, yeah, um, again, guys, thanks for having me on. I, I do enjoy the podcast a lot. Uh, I've checked you guys out for a long time since even before this podcast and Lords of the Long Box. Um, great friends with that the group of guys as well. Um, social media, I'm on Instagram, J2AMIR3Z. Um, I'm also on SoundCloud with the Two Stone for Pop Culture podcast and live streams every Friday night with the low grades featuring my brother panel surfing. Um, other than that, I usually have my face in horror movies or comic books. So, yeah, that's that, man. I don't give a fuck about subs. Don't give a fuck about views. And I'm just a regular fucking. So thanks for having me Perfect, on, man. man. It's been, yeah, it's been fun. I'm definitely going to uh, check you out on SoundCloud this week. Definitely. Yeah, something Because again, I like listening to podcasts. I can't always watch everything. So perfect. When I'm at the gym or something or out doing lawn work, you'll, I'll be listening. Well, we're to fresh. We're new. We're still trying to. Uh, too. You got to start somewhere. And, yeah. You yeah, know, anybody out there who's listening right now. So definitely check out Two Stone, it, Two Stone for Pop Culture on SoundCloud. And just yeah, some, man. I mean, not that we've got the. Not that we've got it down or anything, but it just it you retool, man. You'll see as you as you guys get going, the stuff that you you thought didn't work, the stuff that you think works better. You just it's an evolution type. You get better and better and better. So oh, yeah. good luck, man. Well, definitely, I, I imagine I, I can see you coming on here again. Um, maybe we do I'd one love of our, to, maybe man. we do one of our live shows. We'll have you on. You seem like a cool ass, real dude. Like you said, I've known you in the community for a while, but this is like the first time I think we've ever really communicated. And it's you know definitely it's, it's awesome, dude. This is cool. Well, hey, man, anytime uh, you guys throw out the invite, I'll be there. Uh, I love the channel. And I'm the, as they say, the real recognize real and the rest will fade away. So for sure. <laughs> and you're, supposed to, you're going to do something right now, right? You're recording something. next. Uh, yeah, I'm actually when I leave, when I get off from here with you guys, the team Nerd Herd is having their giveaway. And uh, they invited me to come on, hang out with them, kind of share some of my memorable experience, not memorable experiences, but memorable moments from their podcast. Cool. Um, on YouTube, which I'm excited about, Team Nerd Herd, Hood Rat Comics, and Hip Hop to Me. They're real good guys. So, yeah, I'll yes. be doing that next. 
So check that guy, check that out. Also, guys, you can see J2 Ramirez there on Team Nerd Herd. And uh, yeah, man, thanks for coming on. Thanks, thanks guys. man. Have a good Peace. one. Take cool. care, man. Later, bro. So thanks for coming on, J2 Ramirez. That's Josh Ramirez from the Low Grades. You can also, like you said, find him on, find him on Two Stone for Pop Culture on SoundCloud. Great having someone from the community come on. Great hearing other people's drama as well. And honestly, like it, it, before we started this episode, I didn't know how much about the the drama. And wow, man, like I said, I got fired up. It resonated with me. So that was good. Mm. That was good. We might have to continue that conversation in the future. Oh, here. definitely. Well, there'll definitely be a part two of that. So, yeah. you know, we'll, we'll make sure we put all his links in the description uh, so you can follow him on all the different social medias. I'm excited to check out this new podcast on SoundCloud. But let's kind of get into our new section for the remainder of this episode. Um, what do we got there, Zach? Yeah. So um, how about you start with this first one? You found some Walking Dead news. Yeah, so if anybody out there has checked out The Walking Dead, of course, The Walking Dead has ended, but they did just drop a new upcoming, which is coming out next year, um, which is an original graphic novel from, uh, what's it called, from Image Comics and Skybound Entertainment. It's going to be in, you know, the young age, so ages 12 plus, but it's coming out next year in July, and it focuses on a character known as Clementine. And if anybody has actually played the Walking Dead Telltale games, they know all about this character. So she actually was introduced in the Telltale games, the Walking Dead series with Lee Everett. It was about five seasons, but this is her first comic book experience. So this is going to be something completely new to the Walking Dead universe, because really right now all they're doing with Walking Dead is they're you know doing the Walking Dead Deluxe, which they're recoloring and right. just going through it. So something new for all you Walking Dead fans out there. Uh, we hope that this maybe will bring some more limited series or mini series out because, you know, a lot of people have kind of gotten off the Walking Dead TV series, which is coming to an end. And also um, the Walking Dead. What's the other one that's there out there? Oh, yeah. Um, Fear the Walking Dead. Yes. So and there's supposed to be the, the movie with uh, Grimes is supposed to come out soon. Yeah. So, you yeah. know, hopefully that, that that's dropping. But uh, I think this is really interesting. I was a big fan of the Telltale Games especially the Batman one and the walking dead were definitely my two favorites of the, the telltale game. So really cool. interesting information right there. So what do we got next? So this one's really exciting. Uh, I mean, this is kind of a nostalgia situation, but uh, new, new news came out that Smallville star Tom Welling says he's working on an animated continuation of the CW series. So if you were as big as a Smallville fan as myself and Justin were, you know that it ended with uh, season 10. They went on to do like a season. It was called Smallville season 11. It was more comic books continuing the story after Clark becomes Superman officially and uh, kind of went on. And even some of those books, I read a few of them were pretty cool. But uh, what's really awesome about this is that he's also talking about doing this with co-star Michael Rosenbaum, who played Lex Luthor in that. So there's not a lot of information about this, but um, an animated series they're looking to get you know as many original cast members back as possible. I severely doubt you'll be seeing <laughs> Allison Mack back on this. Well, which, yeah. <laughs> let me just let me just shout out if you if you haven't watched on uh, oh man I might butcher this. Ne yeah, Netflix. Oh, I don't me think it was my Netflix. Wife the um it was on HBO I believe and it was oh, the was um it? yeah the vow the vow I think is what it's called. Man, that thing was was crazy about her little cult. Anyway. Oh, yeah. So let's not get too much in her, but mm -hmm. you know, if you watched any of the CW shows, we all know 
Welling reprised his role of Clark Kent for the Crisis on Infinite Earths crossover event, which was really cool. Mm -hmm. Um, He didn't have powers at that time, but um, awesome to see him. Awesome to see everything about that Crisis on Infinite Earths, just all the uh, little shout outs and and crossovers were really, really cool. So I remember the uh, the comic too. Didn't they introduce like a Green Lantern? They the... did, but I don't I don't want to speak on it too much because I didn't read a ton of it. But yeah, I, I know they did do that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I it was that. so I, I would have liked to have read that a little bit. Yeah, I think maybe I have to go back and since you know, with this news dropping, I may have to pick that up just to see the continuation, and then you'll see this continuation in an animated format, which is pretty awesome. No word on when and no word if it's gonna show up on like HBO Max or whatnot, but we'll see. Hopefully we uh we hear more about that here soon. So next up, right up your alley, we got some Transformers news. Uh, big news. I'm so excited to talk about <laughs> this, man. So all over the internet, um, and this is coming from comicbookmovie.com, Transformers 7 is officially titled The Rise of the Beasts, which will introduce the Maximals, Predacons, and Terracons. So um, if you all don't know, the Predacons and uh, Maximals were introduced in Beast Wars in the 90s, which is awesome. And of course, the Terracons are uh, a combiner from the old school G1. But the director, uh, Stephen Kappel, has revealed that the film will take place in 1994, so it won't overlap the other six installments, and will be primarily set in New York City, specifically Brooklyn. The action will also take place for the robots in disguise in Machu Picchu in Peru. So that's where mm-hmm. I'm guessing where we're going to see the man- the Maximals and the Predacons, because they were basically animals well they were transformers that turned into different animals so uh they're talking about of course bringing back optimus prime peter Collins will be voicing him they'll be seeing him in a g1 style um whatchamacallit g g1 optimus format bumblebee's gonna be back of course in an off-road camaro they're bringing in mirage who was an awesome character in love G1. mirage um, you got RC as a female, which is awesome. Yeah. You have a Terracon Nightbird who actually switched allegiances, and he's a black and purple Nissan GTR, which is awesome. I love the Nissan GTR. If I could have any car, I would love that. Um, <laughs> they're also talking about villains. So you have Scourge as the main villain. He is a massive black and orange Decepticon who takes the symbols of victims and fuses them into his body as trophies. So almost like the predator. Um, but people have seen some concept art for air razor, who was a Falcon Rhinox and Optimus primal. So um, hmm. I am super excited about this man. Uh, I ca- cannot wait for, I- I've been jonesing for a transformers movie. I know this summer they are putting out the transformers animated movie in 4k and they've added and retouched it up a little bit. So from the people that did see it, um, really awesome and i'm super excited for this movie so i don't know and i might speak out of turn here or make myself look sound dumb which probably won't be a first first or last this is on the transformers please do this is beast wars right this is or it's a themed kind of beast wars i don't i never watched any kind of transformers beast wars so for you it's transformers was in the 80s and then the next generation of actual cartoons was transformers beast wars which took place on earth but it was like millions of years ago with like the cavemen but they didn't realize that they were on earth until like season two or season three okay so but this is going to be taking in the 90s because bumblebee was in the eight the bumblebee movie was in the 80s so now they're moving forward 10 years so okay we're gonna get that 90s vibe we're gonna get this 90s music in there so same continue same continuity as the the it's previous in the Bumblebee un- yes, it's still in the universe, okay. so it's not something gotcha. complete. Like, so it's in the Bayverse, I guess. Okay. 
but yeah, cool, man. Really looking forward to this one that just dropped some information this week. Sweet. Okay, and then on the last piece of news we got is uh, it's a little short one, but kind of interesting. We got Miles Morales is going to get a new Spider-Man costume on his tenth anniversary, which is coming up here soon. So. Um, he gets a new costume evocative of Miles into the Spider-Verse look. You know, I, I see the um, the look here. It's the cla- it's the red and the black colors. And it actually reminds me of um, when Ben Riley came back, was the Scarlet Spider. It's very reminiscent of that. Dude, I was exactly thinking that too. And I know you're yeah. not a Spider-Man fan just as much as I am. I know this is not a video podcast, but uh, I guess describe the outfit. Yeah, so I mean, like I said, the color scheme is like Ben Riley's Scarlet Spider. But of course it has a Miles like a take on it you got like a baggy kind of hoodie or like looks like a turtleneck that he pulls up over his mouth it's baggy like he's of course got the kind of like a jumpsuit maybe? yeah yeah definitely like that and then of course he's got his kicks you know he's got his his shoes his sneakers that are you know for the youth it's definitely mm-hmm. looking pretty cool there so um yeah man i mean always fun to update the costumes you know of course you're gonna it always makes some people upset makes some people oh. happy but it, it's a cool <laughs> costume dude i mean Miles leans into the youth, you know what I mean? As opposed yeah. to Spider-Man, we, we saw grow up, which you had to. Um, but it, it, it definitely has that young appeal to the suit here. It looks cool, man. Yeah. To it's, think that it's 10, to think that it's 10 years he's been around. So September, what they're also doing is obviously with the 10th anniversary, other titles are having their own variants, and he's on the cover in different costumes themed for their cover. So like there's an Iron Fist, there's the Avengers, there's oh, cool. Shang-Chi, and all the different covers have him in different suits, but the real suit that he's going to be wearing in the new in his series is obviously going to be in Miles Morales number 30. Yep. Yeah, check that out. Miles Morales number 30, written by Saladin Ahmed, uh, Phil Lord, Chris Miller, Kent Powers, and more. So, uh, variant covered by Sarah Pacelli. Cool, man. Um, she was the one who originally like created him with uh, with Bendis. When does this come out? Do we have a date on September. this? Like it. September. September. Okay. Yeah. Cool. So that it's you know exactly when he when it came out. Basically, Ultimate Fallout Four came out that August September because I remember it was like right at the same time that New 50, DC's New Fifty Two was launching because it completely went under the radar. Wow. <laughs> Damn, I didn't know that. That was you know, I was reading all those titles at that time. That was when New Fifty Two came out. Was right when like yep. Ultimate Fallout came out. Yeah, huh. Ultimate Fallout 4 came out uh, August of 2011. Cool. I'm uh, sure someone's going to correct me if I'm wrong, but... Yeah, no, 2011's right. Yeah. Cool. Okay, so now we're going to round it out and get to... I don't know if this is my favorite portion of the show, but I definitely like this portion. Sometimes I like... I think the drama is probably my favorite portion of the community, <laughs> but um, we've been a little light on that. But now we're going to get into what we're currently reading. So... I got some great picks, and I think you do too. You kind of told me offline you yep. do. So why don't you go ahead and start? Cool. So my first pick, I got two picks for this week. Uh, one's an older book, and one is a newer book that I think is going to be right up anybody's alley. And um, after, if I read this, I definitely want to have the writer on here. So my first pick is in the older book. So uh, over the past week, Bat Cave Comics on Instagram, if you guys follow him, he's been post. He always posts a lot of stuff. Of you know, he does his research, unlike other people who just say that the first appearance of this character is in this book. But right. I didn't know that Batman Beyond number two is actually the first appearance of Terry McGinnis in costume. Hmm. So Batman Beyond number one only has him on the cover, but in, if you read Batman Beyond number one, so that's my series. I read the original run from Batman Beyond from 1999, one through six. Uh, the first issue is because I wanted to see how it flowed from 
what it happened in the animation to what it was in the comics. And really only issues one, two, three, and six are closely resembled to the uh, animation. Issues four and five really don't flow at all. They're like, they don't really, nothing happened. The things that happen in the two issues are, they never show up in the animated form. But it's really interesting because all of issue one, it's really old Bruce Wayne, you know, being the original Batman and then him growing old and him being in that Batman Beyond suit. And then you meet Terry McGinnis. So yes, Batman Beyond number one is the first appearance of Terry McGinnis and first cover appearance of him. But he doesn't mm -hmm. actually come, he doesn't get into the suit until Batman Beyond number two. And it's such an undervalued book because I just sold mine for like 40 bucks this week, considering Batman number ones are like a grand and a 9.8. Right. Isn't there some, and I, I don't want to butcher this because mm -hmm. I, I'm not savvy on this one, but Batman Superman issue as well as considered like a. Well, that's like later. Rate. That was like 2000. That's in continuity. In continuity. Gotcha. Yeah. But so originally reading the one through six series was really interesting because you get the first appearance of Blight, who is obviously the main villain throughout the entire, most of the uh, Batman animated series. And you get the first appearance of Ink, who was in issue six, which is a great character in the Batman uh, Batman Beyond series. So really nice to read that old school stuff. And I may even now continue reading if I can try to find the other issues for like the second series and third series. Uh, I really like the Batman Beyond stuff. I like seeing, you know, I like seeing older superheroes that are in that universe because all it was is just like, you know, 20 or 30 years down the line. You know, Bruce is still alive. Superman's still around. But then there's other characters who showed up in the animated who were like sons of this superhero and, you know, basically like you know like you had like hawkman and you had another green lantern and mm -hmm. it was cool um so that's my one pick for my old stuff but now my new pick and this was something and i want to thank uh sam quentin so if anybody listened to last week's episode we had you know sam quentin from sonopa publishing and alexa velm helson Husen from 47 furious tales so the name of the title is Boston Metaphysical Society. So, of course, you know, I always like to read what it's about. So the year is 1895. Imagine an alternate steampunk history where ghosts and demons are a normal part of life. Famous, families known as the great houses control the economy of the great states of America and the middle class and the lower class Irish sole purpose is not to only serve them, but to rid their lives of supernatural beings. This is the story of an ex Pinkerton detective, a spirit photographer, and a genius scientist who work together to battle these supernatural forces. They are the Boston Metaphysical Society. Wish them luck. They are going to need it. Hmm. So, very interesting. It's the writer is uh, Madeline Holly Rosing, who I definitely, after uh, reading the full series, I will most likely, we're going to have her on here. Uh, sounds really interesting. So, I got to read the first issue. Uh, I can tell you it's out on Source Point Press. You can actually get the first issue for free if you go right on their website. You can actually download it via PDF. So what they do is they're uh, typically a Kickstarter, but SourcePoint has actually put out, I believe it's now, uh, You can uh, don't quote me on this, but I think it's three miniseries. Typically, it's about five issues. So I'm actually going to go out and buy the rest of the five issues. I'm going to buy it in a trade format. But it's really cool. Uh, like I just read the synopsis. So you got these different characters who are, Basically, it's almost like a Ghostbusters in an olden time, you know, okay. in, like a, in an olden time. And it's really interesting because the creators of and you're going to like this, the creators of what's known as Beth, B-E-T-H, which is like this scientific um, organization. You have Alexander Graham Bell, Thomas Edison, Harry Houdini and uh, Nikolai Tesla. Nice. 
Dude, how cool is that that you have all these characters that are part of American history who created this, you know, society for this like ghost hunting? That's cool. It's almost got like a League of Extraordinary Gentlemen feel to it. Yes, yeah, exactly. So, um, and the art is done by Emily Hugh. So again, I read the first issue, really intrigued by it. So I'm absolutely going to just go out and buy the trade um, and continue the series. And like I said, there are other uh, five issue miniseries and limited series for this. And I know they just, I believe they just started a Kickstarter for their newest one, if I'm not mistaken, but you can find it on Source Point uh, Press. Again, the name of the comic is called Boston Metaphysical Society. Sweet, man. Yeah, I'm going to have to check that out for sure. So I got um, I got two and an honorable mention. My honorable mention is Stray Dogs number five came out. And I don't oh, know if you read that yet. Yes, You got to check it out, dude. Uh, oh, man. Yeah. Did you finish it? Yeah. Oh, oh that's <laughs> awesome, dude. It was so awesome. It was intense, though. And I don't even want to talk about it because I don't want to ruin it. But if you haven't picked up Stray Dogs, last issue came out. You should go back and reread all five of them, which shouldn't take you very long. And they actually announced uh, like a little spinoff series coming out here sometime soon as well. So yeah, check that out. My second pick, or yeah, my second pick and not my number one is I didn't surprise I was going to like this one. Um, when I was looking at the list and what I was going to put out, I saw a Gamma Flight number one coming out, you know, and mm-hmm. I was like, yeah, do I want to pick this up? I think it's people will know better. I can't remember if I saw a three issue miniseries. Maybe it's five. It's just a little miniseries. Um, and I was like, you know what? I don't know if I'm going to get this one. I might just read it online. Then I saw Al Ewing is actually writing it. So it's tied in very close to the Immortal Hulk run. Um, and I really, really liked this issue. I thought it was really fun. So if you haven't been reading Immortal Hulk, you're an idiot and you should be reading it. Um, it's great. Gamma Flight is basically an offshoot of the Alpha Flight that was kind of working in space. And then they're basically a Gamma Hit Squad in the pages of Immortal Hulk. You got Puck from Alpha Flight. You got Titania, who we're going to see in She-Hulk. You have Absorbing Man, Carl Creel, and Doc Sasquatch, which is like a merge between Doc Samson and Sasquatch, which I won't give it away. Read Immortal Hulk. You'll know why. And then you also got Rick Jones and Del Fry, who are two characters as well from the Immortal Hulk and like a new newer character as well. Really cool hunting down Gamma Freaks kind of thing. It's, it's cool. Check it out. I thought it was really fun. Titania and Carl Creel kind of steal the show in that book, I feel oh. like. Um, it was awesome. So check that out. But then, man, my number one pick, shout out to Hard Knocks Collectibles. He was right. Nice house on the lake, number one. That shit was fire, dude. It was awesome. Written by James Tinney in the fourth. It's like DC Black Label, so it's got that like horror theme. It definitely feels like something is killing the children kind of vibe as well. Um, we all know Tinian is crushing everything he touches right now. Um, someone on, I think Lords in the chat comment mentioned had a stand feel to it, which really intrigued me because I'm a big Stephen King fan. Mm-hmm. But so I'm not, I don't want to give anything away. It does kind of like touch on like apocalypse type situations. So maybe that's what they meant by the stand. Regardless, awesome first issue. Awesome. I mean, I remember reading it being like, you ever read those, those issues when you're like, holy crap, man, I'm already liking this and they're throwing a lot at me and I need to make sure I remember like the characters and everything because I'm already oh, into yeah. this. That's what Die felt like. It was kind yes. of like when I, read, when I read this issue, I felt like the way I did when I first read Die. So anyway, I'm not going to belabor the point here, but check it out. Nice house on the lake. James Tinney in the fourth. Book is getting a little high priced right now. Um, so if you can't pick it up, read it online or something. Do yourself a favor. It's awesome. And I think it's three or five issues. Not sure on that one either, but yeah. check it out. 
I did buy it. I haven't I haven't read it on Hard Knocks. Oh, you're gonna love uh, it, dude. Yeah. You're gonna love oh, it. Oh yeah. Uh, you know, and, and that's what it is. That's why we do what are we currently reading is because people put out these titles and we find out titles that we either don't know about or maybe we should check out because yeah, everyone maybe does comic book reviews. You can go online and read their reviews, but you kind of hear like the you hear the enthusiasm in our voices. Like right. I'm telling you, you'll love the Boston Metaphysical Society. Like cool. it's really cool. Like you, I, I know you like that old school stuff. The steampunk stuff was right up my alley. Ghost busting in, you know, old school history mm -hmm. in American time. It, it's definitely, and it's, so it's like real life, like ghosts are happening. So I'm really excited to continue it. And again, I have a nice house on the lake. I need to read it. Yeah. Um, I just didn't read it for this week. So, yeah, it was a book that when it came out, I passed it up and I shouldn't have, I'm pissed I did, but I got mm -hmm. it for a cheap price. So I'm good. I came back, but um, yeah, awesome. So yeah, everyone, that is our 25th episode wrapping it up this week. Um, like always, this is dropping Friday morning, uh, June 25th. Um, if I'm, it always seems pointless to tell you guys this because you're probably listening if you're hearing it. But you know, we're on Apple iTunes, Spotify, Google Podcasts, Anchor FM. Um, obviously, you know that because you found us and then you're currently listening to me. So that's all I got this week, Justin. How about you? That's it. Uh, you know, shout out to everything. You know, Josh J2 Ramirez for coming on this episode. Yeah, for sure. Absolutely blessed. We'll definitely have him back on uh, episode 25 in the books. Loved it. So much stuff to talk about to, you know, decompress. And I definitely want to continue uh, reading. Of course, check out Lords of the Long Box Rewind. I am going to be on it tonight hosting the Shakers list. That's all I got. Thanks so much, Zach. It's been a great week. Yep. We'll see you guys next week. Take it easy. Peace out. <laughs>